next on PIJN News. Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. A Navy chaplain is exonerated after being accused of failing to counsel gay sailors that homosexuality is not a sin. Chaplain Wes Motter is our guest. He has an amazing story. Former Navy chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview with a man that I have known of for many years and just finally met this month. Chaplain Wes Motter is a former U.S. Navy chaplain who took a stand when he was accused of quoting the Bible during private counseling. I thought that's what chaplains are supposed to do. But he lost his career. Thankfully, he was able to retire at 20 years old. Uh, 20 years of service, but Chaplain Westmater would have been on track for promotion and maybe could have been the next chief of chaplains until he was confronted by a homosexual sailor who demanded he forsake his biblical views. Welcome Chaplain Westmater via Skype. How are you, sir? It's an honor to meet you. Thank you, Gordon, for having me. It's an honor to be on your show. Yes, so I'm a former Navy chaplain, you're a former Navy chaplain. Let me just t tell our audience, the first time I ever heard of you was in 2002 when I was trying to become a Navy chaplain, the, the recruiter sent me a video with you marching with the Marines and said, this is the patriotic chaplain we want you to become. You were literally the poster boy for the US Navy. Yes, I was. Uh, the Navy Chaplain Corps championed me, and uh, I, I'm also a former Marine. I think that had something to do with it. So they they like that uh, relationship that I had with the Marine Corps when I was stationed in Hawaii at MAG-24. So as a former Marine, how did you become a Navy Chaplain? Um, I felt the call of God uh, to continue to serve uh, my country by uh, living out my faith in a more tangible way. You can do it as a Marine, but I felt that I could be more effective in the kingdom and my personal faith convictions by actually um, bringing the gospel, the good news to our servicemen and women around the world. And you happen to be ordained by the Assemblies of God, a good Pentecostal denomination, and you love Jesus with all of your heart. Uh, describe your own uh, faith walk and, and maybe mention your family, how did they participate in this? Um, I uh, really had a deep encounter with the Lord when I was stationed in Okinawa, Japan at a prayer meeting, uh, which called me into full-time ministry, uh, which really was a kind of, it was a seamless call uh, and it fit my denomination, the Assemblies of God, uh, to be Pentecostal, and you can actually do, you can actually be a Christian and serve in the military at the same time. You can actually be a Christian and a Marine at the same time. And so I felt getting out of the military at that time and going to Bible college in my master's program uh, was uh, really a call of God. And even coming into the Navy, 
Um, my family has always been a part of my ministry. So, you know, it's controversial to say my family is my ministry, but actually, if you don't have a good marriage and a good family, you don't really have a lot to offer military men and women in this particular setting. And so I felt that God has shown me his favor and grace to serve. And uh, so that's what we did. We obeyed the call of God to come into the Navy. And I did that with my entire family. Well, thank God for your wife and, and your children and the service they gave alongside of you. After Navy chaplain school, you were assigned to be a chaplain to the Marines. And I saw you going on you know, uh, 20 mile humps, as they call them, hikes. Uh, and then you served with Navy SEAL Team 6. What can you say about that? Well, that was very transformative in my own personal life. I, um, a lot of chaplains wanted to go to the SEAL teams, but for whatever reason, God and his providence uh, called me. I was serving alongside of them at a different command, but then uh, I developed some relationships and the Navy Chief of Chaplains, uh, Margaret Kibben, thought it would be a very good fit for me to go uh, with, with the SEAL teams. And um, that's when I wrote my doctoral program at Fuller Theological Seminary on how to effectively minister to the US Navy SEALs by being empowered and led by the Holy Spirit. So it was, um, it was probably a highlight tour for me to serve alongside amazing warriors as the Navy SEALs. Well, that's wonderful. And although it's, you know, some of the missions they do are secret, and I know the chaplains are not, you know, deployed into combat, we're non-combatants, but, but you were privy to some, some uh, let's say classified actions that, that took part by your uh, seals to whom you ministered the gospel of Jesus Christ, and you were given a, a, a presidential medal of freedom, or, or what was the medal that you got? Uh, presidential unit citation. Fantastic. So here you are a decorated chaplain and you're, you were approaching about the 18 year point in your career, which some people call sanctuary. That means if you make it to 18, you're guaranteed to 20s and you can retire. But you were on the fast track for promotion. You were given an early promote recommendation, which would have eventually made you an 06 and, and probably uh, in line to become the chief of chaplains one day, the, the top two-star admiral in the Navy. Uh, you were on a career path until something happened. Yeah, so one of the biggest lessons, um, and I just wanna thank your audience uh, for their prayers and support. Um, I came into the Navy not really expecting to retire. I don't know that that is something that I would encourage anyone doing. I, I, it's more of a day-by-day -day thing as a minister. And um, so I was at the 18-year mark. I was serving in a command that was the Navy Nuclear Power Training Command in Charleston, South Carolina. It was at the point where we, a, a lot of the LGBTQ community was allowed to come into the Navy because of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And I was seeing probably about 30, 35 uh, students a week, and a majority of them were talking about their sexual identity. And, you know, as a minister of the gospel, I've been doing this my entire life. We've been taking care of the gay community long before um, LGBTQ or Don't Ask, Don't Tell. We've been caring and loving for all God's people, and we have the privilege of doing that. But the assistant that was working for me, Lieutenant JG Michael Bellastari, uh, he had been in the Navy about a year, worked for me directly. 
uh, felt that my biblical worldview uh, in private counseling was not compatible with his Catholic view. And so I didn't even know the man was practicing uh, homosexual. But uh, then I got a visit in December of 2014 uh, with the equal opportunity at the command, bringing charges against me that I was intolerant and that I was not able to function in a diverse pluralistic environment. And of course, that's what all Navy chaplains do. We, we function in a diverse environment and we actually now function in that environment in America, it, you know. Uh, it's diverse, difference of opinion, uh, protected speech, but the charges came and they were that I was, you know, intolerant, that I, I uh, was insensitive. Um, and, and, and the reality is I was just, you know, explaining my pastoral position uh, when I'm asked. So don't ask, don't tell went away. However, now it applies to chaplains. Uh, so don't ask me, I won't tell you. Um, yeah, uh, it's unofficial when I say that, but I have, you know, if you're going to ask me a question and I disagree biblically, I, you know, as a minister of good conscience, I'm, I'm just going to share with you my view, which I'm very sensitive about doing because, you know, we live in a culture that if you disagree, uh, you're intolerant or homophobic. And I'm like, no, I can love you and minister to you even if I disagree with you. Let's take and a short so break. That, I, I wanna come back, yeah. Wes, after this, after this short break, we'll explain how the controversy unfolded and how ultimately he was forced to retire after this. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. I even demanded my own misdemeanor court-martial and finally, Congress agreed with me and reversed the bad Navy policy. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign that petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Please visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Hello everyone, I'm Mike Lindell, and I wanna tell everyone to get behind Dr. Chap's ministry here in his program. And you can do that by using, going to MyPillow.com, using the promo code PrayNews, and you're gonna save up to 66% on all my products. But more importantly, a, mo a lot of that money is gonna go back to support Dr. Chaps and this programming and it's, uh, I just can't tell you enough, to get people to Jesus is so important, and to have ministries like this is, is that it's just absolutely amazing. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. 
I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow, and to thank you for your support, I'm gonna pass the savings directly on to you. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98, or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. Don't Ask, Don't Tell was the formal policy under Bill Clinton for homosexuals to keep it secret while they were in the service. That was repealed uh, when Nancy Pelosi became, or, or actually lost her speakership at the end of 2009, Barack Obama repealed Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And now homosexuals serve openly, but now chaplains have had to go into the closet, so to speak, including our guest, Chaplain Wes Motter. Uh, Chaplain, you were a, as we said before the break, a decorated US Navy chaplain who was on career track for early promotion, and then one day, the investigators show up in your office. Was that a shocking moment, and what did they accuse you of? It was shocking, you know, because as a minister, you want to cooperate with any investigation. You want to obey the law, you know, the Uniform Code of Military Justice. And so uh, when I was at this command, I was uh, a hero. Anything, I, any slightest thing I did, I was, uh, I, I was, it was appreciated. And uh, so then I was being investigated. And the biggest mistake I made was I started talking. I started telling the investigator what had happened, and I realized at that point, you know, with the the guidance of my military lawyer uh, with First Liberty, um, which were amazing, they were very helpful, is I, I just talked too much to the government. Uh, but that was my, I was like, I have nothing to hide, so let me just tell you what happened. But the charges went up to the commanding officer um, at the Navy Nuclear Power Training Command, John Foss, and he did not want to really talk to me, uh, which was surprising. But I went up there anyways and said, look, sir, I need to talk to you about a couple things. Is One is I have a record. And two, I, I need to be faithful to my ordination and my unalienable rights endowed by my creator. And so it became under the Obama administration with all the laws passed and the National Defense Authorization Act and everything that was happening at the executive level, it really made it almost incompatible to truly follow our conscience as ministers. And it's not just my denomination, it was all military chaplains need to have the freedom to pray in the name of Jesus. They need to have the freedom to, uh, to minister as their ordaining bodies, but that became incompatible. Can you explain uh, for our audience, a... uh, explain the difference between a private endorser, for example, your civilian bishop or, or overseer, as you call them in, in AOG, and the commanding officer, maybe he has a religious view, but for chaplains, who do you obey when it comes to matters of preaching and Bible and faith? Well, um, I need to be a faithful representative of my church because my endorsing agent has the uh, is my direct supervisor. We have a lot of bosses in the mil as a military chaplain, God and your endorser and your district superintendent. And of course, then you have area chaplains and senior 06s and there's lots of people watching you. But 
really, it, you know, you want to be sensitive to a different faith or no faith. We all know how to minister to people like that. But if I'm put into a corner, I'm going to ultimately follow my own personal convictions in my conscience. And, you know, if that becomes incompatible with service, then I need to resign. But I don't feel like I personally was targeting a group of people that say that, you know, we're homosexuals. I'm not targeting people. I need to be faithful in representing the Lord. I need to be faithful in representing my church. I want to be faithful in representing my commission as a United States Naval officer. I want to be faithful because I always say faithfulness before fruitfulness. Inner health has to be a part of a military chaplain. The altar in the heart of a chaplain is critical. It's not necessarily how many ribbons or accolades or titles or rank. It's yeah. really more about can you lead from a moral center as a man of God and reminding military men and women that God has not abandoned them and, not, and loves them. And it's not about what I agree or disagree, but ultimately, Gordon, to answer your question, I, I have a lot of bosses and, you know, uh, sometimes the Lord will entrust you with failure. Yeah. And that was a tough piece for me to understand that I'm not a failure, but like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel chapter three, oh majesty, but even if our God does not save us, we will not bow down. And so really- Amen. I wanna get back to I the story though. So, so here's this Lieutenant JG, he's, he's quietly and privately homosexual. You were not even aware of that, but he, he, during your private counseling sessions, you were teaching people the Bible, which is sacred. I mean, you're allowed to preach the gospel in church. You're allowed to preach the Bible during private counseling sessions. Here, this young officer set you up and, and, and went and told on you and said you're anti-gay. And then you came out and uh, uh, stuck to the Bible. You were unashamed. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll find out what was the investigator's conclusion and how was Chaplain Motter ultimately uh, uh, fired from his position and later forced to retire after this. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Are you frustrated by recent events in American politics? Do you wish you had the power to change things? Well, now you do. Don't say I'm only one person, I can't make a difference because we can teach one person with a little bit of political knowledge how to take back their country and make a real difference. When you get the book, How to Liberate the World, a step-by-step -step guide to take back your country. I wrote this book on personal experience having helped change bad laws or policies in, 30, in 13 states and won my own office in my own election for a legislature. I teach you how to use these political tools the same way that the left has been using for years. We now offer to Christians to use the right way to expand God's kingdom. There's a prayer after every chapter. And in the book, How to Liberate the World, we teach you how to write a petition and get a thousand people to sign your petition. How to organize a rally and get a thousand people to march with you. How to write a press release and get your story in the newspapers. How to do fundraising for your cause or your organization. That chapter alone is worth the price of the book. And finally, how to run for office and win. These things are all in How to Liberate the World. And just to prove to you they really work, 
We're gonna throw in this DVD activist Christian set. Uh, this is a $30 value. We're giving it to you half for half price. $15 for this, $15 for this. Normally, the two together would be $45. We're gonna give it to you for $30 suggested donation. Would you call us today at 866-Obey-God? Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit the website, PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the online bookstore, but for free shipping, you gotta call us now, 866-Obey-God. You can take back your country. We will give you the tools so you're not frustrated anymore. You will have power through prayer, through the Holy Ghost, through God to take back your country. Call today. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Chaplain Wes Motter, who was literally the poster boy for U.S. Navy chaplains used by the recruiters to bring people like me into the U.S. Navy, and then was accused of discrimination. Chaplain Westmater, how did the investigation unfold and how were you ultimately exonerated? Well, uh, the assistant, Michael Bellastari, who worked for me, what he would do is he would follow people who were not happy to bootstrap other you know, disappointments when I would share the biblical views on marriage because the, the setting, in the military, we call it the FIBA, the forward edge of the battle area. I was at the point of the, I was at the tip of the spear with this homosexual agenda under the Obama administration. And uh, I didn't like it, but I was gonna be faithful. And uh, the charges went up to the CO, I was charged, the region, um, a one-star admiral, Mary Jackson, decided that she was going to, she couldn't find any evidence with me um, with the uh, issue at hand, but then they started to go after my performance and said that I was just a bad performing chaplain. But then when they looked at my record, they saw that they miscalculated, <laughs> that I was actually a very good chaplain and selected for some of the most prestigious posts in the Navy. Yeah. And so when that didn't work, then it went all the way on up to the general counsel of the Navy, and they were having conversations with First Liberty. Well, the Navy was still not listening, and they wanted to make an example of me. So then it went all the way up to Wilmer Hale, Wilmer Hale Law Firm, which worked in conjunction with First Liberty, and that's the big fish in the water. Wow. And then they started to listen. And... It, it did not become case law, but it almost did. And, you know, they said, this is a First Amendment issue. It's a religious liberty issue. It's a freedom of speech issue, and he is protected. And then we had 55 congressmen sign a letter and sent that to the Navy chief of chaplains. Unfortunately, the Navy and the 06s walked away from me, you know? <coughs> And it just takes me, you know, not to talk about the Bible exclusively, but, you know, Daniel 3, everybody got dressed up for battle and everybody was bowing down except three. And I really didn't want, I was wanting just to ride off into the sunset and, and uh, get my love me wall and my shadow box. But that was not the plan that God had for me in my life. And um, but I won my case. I was fully exonerated. Um, I put those pieces of paper in a frame and, uh, but of course, when you take a stand like that politically in the military, even though I won, the Navy has ways of 
Minima, you know, they have ways of marginalizing you. So they sent me back to San Diego, put me in an office, and uh, the water was poisoned at that point. And, um, you know, chaplains, they just uh, were eating their young. They weren't really taking care of me. And I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to do? And so I just felt that it was time, you know, that it was incompatible. I remember the last day of me serving in the Navy, I was, I had tears in my eyes. I was on the way to sign my DD-214. And uh, I was embarrassed. I, I served my country honorably and faithfully. And that's really all that mattered. And, uh, and so I think now it's on a larger scale. And it really is not about Wes, but it's really about truth. Amen. And what do you do with truth? Well, you so stood, that's, you I, I won. This, I won, and you know, it's on my love me wall. You know, I got the um, Oliver North's uh, award. I'm the only chaplain to win that, and there's a there's a lot of pain that comes with taking a stand for truth. Yes, and I think that's now going to be required of everyone who's a follower of Christ. Well, thank God for your stand and thank God for the friends who came to your aid. I know a lot of chaplains stabbed you in the back because that's what they did to me when I took a stand for the right to pray in Jesus name and I lost my career. You were able to retire with a full pension after 20 years, but you lost what would have been an otherwise promotable career and uh, you did pay a price, your family paid a price, you've been vilified in the press, the atheist blogs, the gay blogs have all written against you, of course, as they do me almost every day. But you had many friends who came to your aid, like the 55 Congressmen and First Liberty Institute, led by Kelly Shackelford and Michael Berry, who've been guests on our show, uh, and Family Research Council, you got a call from General uh, Jerry Boykin, who supported you. Millions of Americans stand with you and with Jesus Christ. We only have about a minute left. I wonder if you would say a prayer for our audience. What do you want them to know? Uh, well, before I pray, it, it's not just military chaplains that can be persecuted. Anyone who follows Christ can be. And so I'd like to just pray. Uh, if you would join me, I'd like to just lead our country in a prayer. Father in heaven, we're we're troubled in our spirits with the climate in our country. And Lord Jesus, we know that, that you have called us. You've called us by name, you love us, you've given us salvation in Jesus' name. And Father, in the turmoil of America, I, I, I lift up specifically our military men and women and their families who are serving our country right now, and it can be difficult. It can be difficult to follow you. I pray the blood of Jesus uh, over our government and over our military men and women. Lord, that we would turn our hearts to you, that we would see you as the savior and the hope of the world. Lord Jesus, would you teach us how to love our enemy? Would you teach us how to love one another as ourselves? Help us as a country because Lord, we're, we're feeling that pressure. Help us to see those who don't agree with us differently. And we submit ourselves in this new year all over again to your lordship and leadership. We love you and we worship you and you alone, not government. Help us to be faithful. Help us to be faithful to the high call of God in our lives. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Our guest has been Chaplain Wes Motter. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit. If you need prayer or if you just prayed with us, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.